You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4-6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 349. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karka, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. Hey. Oh, how's your week going, buddy? Oh, I'm just buried as always. How about you? Mm, yeah, same. It just seems to be getting better, <laughs> as in more work. can't say it's bad, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, that, yeah, it's it's been lots going on, too. Nothing earth-shattering, but always interesting things. Um, yeah. This uh, latest one is about your money or your life queries. Tell us a little more about that one. Oh, yeah. So um, there was an interesting thing recently. There was, some there was some conversation online in a couple of different places that I saw where people were talking about the idea that Google has different algorithm factors for different industries. Like, and the, the conversation was more like, um, do hotel industries have to deal with different algorithm factors than restaurants or e-commerce and that kind of stuff? And it, it, everybody completely agreed that that's not the case. There's, for specific industries, you're not going to get a different algorithm. However, there is for different categories of websites that they will have different pieces of and, and the algorithm and adjust rankings differently for a category. And in this particular case, the your money or your life categories of sites. And if you're not familiar with this, which, which I wasn't when it first came, when they first started talking about this uh, six, eight months ago, that these types of um, sites that your money or your life, that's those sites that talk about, you know, things like um, health, health, what, um, what am I thinking about? Oh, diet fads and um, things to make your mental health better. And, you know, things where you pay them services to make your life better or <laughs> save your life or, you know, get off of drugs or, the, you know, all those kind of sites that are pitching you really hard to, to buy something to make your life better. And you better buy it or you're not going to be healthy. Exactly. Those kind of sites. That's a category of sites. And Google actually does adjust the rankings. And, and I don't know specifically if they have different algorithmic factors, but they do make adjustments for the rankings for that category of sites. So we do know that there are categories of sites that they will make adjustments for. And, and I don't, I, no one, I haven't seen anything that would convince me that they change their algorithm based on a category of sites, but maybe there's something in their algorithm that that is specific to category related adjustments, right? Well, I think that's inherently true because I mean, the fact that there is differences, I mean, you look at hotels, they're going to be looking at different things. They're going to be, um, there's certainly more features or different features that appear for hotels 
where they can go for search results. So for sure. But yeah, but that doesn't mean yeah. So I can see like, where people are coming from, but I think they've got a little bit. Another good category, another good category is recipe sites, right? Because recipe yeah. sites are always have different types of listings in the search results. They all have those thumbnail pictures of the recipes, which you don't see in any kind of other SERP results in most cases. You'll look up recipe for pumpkin pie, and every one of those listings will have a little thumbnail picture next next to the listing. Um, so it's definitely different categories. You're going to see different rankings. You're going to see different adjustments. And this kind of ties back to something that, that we've known for a long time, but I haven't heard anybody talk about it quite a while. So um, back probably three or four, maybe even longer years ago, there was big conversations around page rank and how it works. And, and people were still talking a lot about page rank. And one of the things that, that came up and was discussed a lot was the fact that page rank is assigned per category of site as well, right? So hmm. there, there's buckets of page rank, say, for hotel sites, and there's other buckets of page rank for recipe sites. So there's only so much page rank to go around for all the hotel sites out there. And as more hotel sites launch, everybody's page rank kind of, in from a hotel site, kind of gets a little bit lower because there's more. So we know that they categorize and they impact the rankings based on that alone from, from years ago when we were talking about that. So it, it makes a lot of sense um, what you're talking about here and just thought it would be a really interesting discussion for us to have. Yeah, cool. The next one is how does Google fight disinformation? Um, this is a uh, article from Search Engine Journal and it was just, you know, disinformation is something we're seeing a lot of. Well, quote unquote, false news or fake news. Fake, fake uh, news, get it right. Fake news, yeah, sorry, fake, Fa yeah. False news is basically fake news about fake news. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, Google uh, says it's challenging to fight it um, and it's near impossible to determine the intent behind a piece of content, content, but they do have a sort of a process. First, they do organize, um, obviously, all their information by ranking al algorithms, but they also focus on uh, surfacing useful content while not focusing on like uh, giving more exposure to certain viewpoints. So they're trying to be moderate, you know, they're trying to be a middle ground there. Um, they're also counteracting obviously malicious actors, quote unquote. Um, that's anyone who is uh, trying to spam, do what they, you know, whatever they can do to get around Google's algorithms. They're also giving more context, and this we see all the time. Uh, we were actually just talking about them, everything from knowledge panels to, um, you mentioned recipes, to um, uh, uh, fact-checking labels. There's full coverage, breaking news, and why this ad, you know, so that it's very clear that something is an advertisement and not real necessarily. Um, it could just be paid for um, and not true. Uh, Feedback buttons are available in search, YouTube, and advertising products. Um, it's it's just a, a good little checklist of what Google does to try and do this. Um, they're also, uh, in terms of advertising, uh, looking at scraped or in, uh, unoriginal content. So they want to make sure that nothing is copied um, and used for in, in an advertisement misrepresentation inappropriate content that speaks for itself, certain types of political content. Um, in this case, a quote here, ads for foreign influence operations are removed and the advertiser's accounts are terminated. And quote, election integrity, 
I wonder why they're doing that. Hmm. Oh, I um, <laughs> um, additional verifications required for anyone who wants to purchase an election ad on Google in the U.S. Only. <laughs> you paused there and I thought you said, if anyone wants to purchase an election ad. <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> well, this, this is actually really interesting because we also heard last week that Facebook has just changed some policies and they're actively actively removing content tied to um, vaccinations and the anti-vax people because of the new outbreak of measles, right? So they're looking at it from the perspective of this is a public health issue. So they're going to actively edit some of this stuff out and make sure it doesn't get published because it's because it's a public health issue. I'd like to see Google go that far as well. I don't think they will, um, but I'd like to see them do it too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's next here? Google My Business launches new spam report form. This is, I hope this works. I really do. Spam is still horrible in local search. Oh, it's pathetic. Yeah. We've been no, we haven't, <laughs> we have not been soft on noting that on the show. Yeah. <laughs> And they, they have two basic reports you can report for, for Google My Business information and Google Maps information. And I don't know if it's the same form or not, I did, um, but I know that they have them both. Uh, and hopefully this works and it uses it and they can find spam. And, and A, it's not abused by the spammers trying to get the real sites pulled down. Who knows what's going to happen? I, I'd hate to have to be Google to deal with all this stuff. But, you know, being really critical here, you know, we've heard many instances where um, Mike Blumenthal and Joey Hawkins, they've been giving them heads up on issues for ages that they don't do anything about. So how oh, is this form going to help? <laughs> yeah, I have too. I've, I've sent them yeah. stuff in the past and it's like nothing. Here's, oh, here's, yeah. here's a quote from the help, Fred. Okay. If you come across a business name, phone number or URL on Google Maps that leads to fraudulent activity, you can now submit complaint using this form. So it doesn't sound like it's like spam in Google so much as like, why is this person showing up when they shouldn't be? It's like, I went to this site and I got a virus or I went to this site and they were trying to scam me out of X, Y, Z, right? It sounds like it's more tied to fraud from the businesses than it is to people actually spamming Google Maps <laughs> just by that. You can tell the name of this form just makes me laugh. The business redressal complaint form. <laughs> Good Lord. Really? Can uh, they, can, did they link the word redressal to the dictionary.com definition? Of it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, the, the, the nerddom over there is uh, like, as a fellow yeah. nerd, I feel like I'm a, a, a normal person compared to these guys. I mean, it's just, uh, they just don't know how to make anything so here's 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 a couple of things that Joy, that Joy Hawkins wrote about this that, that are important, and one of them that just jumps out at me is, can you use this form to report fake reviews? And not currently, you can't. So that's interesting because because that's a big piece of what people see frequently there. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. They, they 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 say you can. There's other ways to report the fake news, and if you read this article, Joy's put a few of them in there, the fake reviews, but. Uh, what if I don't want to tell Google the business it's impacting? Lots of business owners are reluctant to report spam because they don't want their competitors knowing they were the ones to report it. The safest bet here is just to put in 
not available in those fields. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. Anyway, I'm glad there's something. Oh, that's interesting. There is a spreadsheet option on the form if you want to report tons of businesses at once or tons of locations at once. Hmm. And I, I would have had use for that a couple times in my past life. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, we come across this stuff far too often. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I the, to be f well, somewhat fair, Google has made some attempts this year to improve things, which is great. But they have a long way to go. And, and I, it, I wish I could get like a dollar every time I said that. Well, to be, <laughs> to be fair, it's a huge freaking problem too. And it's not something that it's going to just, they're just going to be able to fix because it's always evolving. Right. So to, to, it, it could be a ton better than it is, but I bet it could be a ton worse than it is too. Yeah. I mean, one of the thoughts I had was that, you know, using their, their local community, um, uh, sorry, local experts. Darn it, that's not the word they use for us. Uh, the people who are um, providing reviews on a regular basis. Uh, um, total brain fart. It's not local experts? What is it? I local guides. Local, local guides. guides. They go. could send out a thing saying, local guides here, you've got an opportunity now to make a whole bunch of credits um, or you know, whatever. These are going to be giving, we'll give you bonuses for the number of these you do. Uh, we're going to give you links or give you locations, go to these locations and take a, f a picture of the front. And we want to be sure that these exist and that this is um, truly an open business. And they would get like an onslaught of, de in, in, of information. Sure, that means they need to work on it, but it's it, it, but, it but, just doing that alone could find a whole bunch of networks that they could just erase. It could, but at the same time, I'd say a good good percentage of the spammers spamming local search are local guides just because if, if you're not it, it doesn't make any sense to be that invested into local search and but it's a photo that's a lot harder to fake not impossible obviously but it's yeah. harder right so it yeah, would it would true. just be another a good step and i'm sure they have a good um idea how well they know everything about us um <laughs> Who are the more authentic ones? They might know everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> they really do. They probably do me too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about Google Assistant. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. Webmasterradio.fm 
WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So Google turns on assistant calls for local businesses after yeah. opting out. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know if you saw this, but there was, there was some multiple reports, not just one or two, where, well, first of all, let's talk about Google Assistant. So Google has that duplex technology where they have these bots that can call a business and set up, set an appointment for you and talk to the person, answer questions, ask questions. And it's, it's an artificial intelligence that, that does this stuff for you. If you remember that video that was going around sometime last year showing the, the, at one of the Google conferences that, and actually working. Um, well, they put this in your Google My Business um, profile as um, you, you want to receive these calls or you don't want to receive these calls from this artificial intelligence. Well, when they first put it in, they auto-opted everybody to receive them. Which, but many businesses did not want to, so they went in and manually turned that off. We don't want to receive any calls from this duplex, duplex artificial intelligence bot. Um, well, apparently, a lot of them noticed um, 200 or so locations um, for this one person where they had gone in and said, no, we don't want to see these calls. Google just switched it back on by itself without even telling them. So... So they had to go back and redo all this work again to turn that stuff off. And they just had noticed it. There was no notifications or anything that all these things were changed back to the default settings. Um, so if you, if you did go in and set duplex to no, don't call my business, go double check it to make sure it's still set that way. Um, my gut tells me this was probably just they, they loaded a backup of something and it reset set everything. I don't know. But it's it's something you got to check if it's important to you. Excellent, good good to know. Um, I don't really think I would worry about opting out unless I guess they're getting a lot of annoying calls. But hmm. yeah. all right, Google launches domain property in Search Console. Yay! Replacing property sets, which is just weird. Of course, they're just changing names again. But pretty much, they 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 said, "Hey, we're getting rid of property sets," and there was a boo. The next day, they said, "Hey, we're launching domain properties." Everybody's like, "Yay!" It's just <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't even say anything when they, they they the property sets just disappeared in January, apparently, and then reappeared um, yeah. as the domain property. Now, what this means to everyone is, um, you have various ways 
oftentimes that you can access the same website. There's the triple W version, the non triple W version. So www.stepforth.com non, and then just stepforth.com secure and unsecure. Yeah. HTTP or HTTPS. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So if with all those, if you, um, uh, register and no, verify each one of those things within Google search console, they would appear as different sites. It was really annoying. And, and with, especially for clients uh, or companies like my own, where we've got hundreds of clients in there and they're <laughs> 500 pages, like 500 yeah. different sites end up showing up at least. Well, yeah, in this okay. case, they're finally consolidating them into sets. So it just shows one. Um, what a dream. And the easiest way to do it is through, uh, you can verify your site through DNS. And they've had this for a while that you can do yeah. DNS verification. And if you have DNS verification set up, uh, um, it's automatically going to create these new domain properties. Now, I wouldn't say this is the easiest way. No, but it's it is, not the easiest. It's the smartest way to do it because it does automate that collection of the, of the sites. It's the easiest way to collect the site. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Savevesting and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. It's into one group. Yeah. It's not the easiest way to verify those sites. No, not by any means. I mean, most, most yeah. clients I know would go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I understand. <laughs> DNS is nothing to, to, if to you're play familiar, around with either. If you're, if you're at all familiar with DNS and how DNS works and you can go in and you, if, if, if you know what I mean by saying, you can, you can do a C name change, any of that kind of stuff, and you understand that kind of stuff, doing DNS verification isn't that hard. But if you don't know anything about DNS and how DNS works, then I would get somebody that does to do it for you. Yeah, or find a phenomenal tutorial. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of them out there very soon, if they're not already there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, this next one gave me a chuckle. Uh, so we talked about this actually last episode. It was about click-through rates and whether or not a, if a person clicks through to a website from a Google search, does Google determine, like track that and see whether or not there has been, um, you know, whether this is a, um, a ranking that sh should earn some clout or not. Now that means that do you go to the site and come right back or do you go to the site and have dwell time? There's a whole bunch of things that have always been said about this as kind of conjecture. Well, in the industry, there's been people who have said that they've done tests and they've shown that it does work. Of course, it's always speculative to some degree because we don't have all of Google's data. Yeah, the best Gary E-ish quote ever <laughs> from last week. If you, yeah. if you know what we're talking about, go listen to last week's show. It's hilarious. Yeah, let's go back. I want to read that one again. What was it? Uh, oh, yes, the, the, the Rand one. Yes. Yes, that was priceless. Um uh, darn it. Where is it? It's near the top. Oh yeah. Quote unquote, dwell time, click through rate, whatever Fishkin's new theory is. Those are generally made up crap. Maybe yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, that. Okay. Um, well, in, in this case, uh, Google didn't come out and deny it because that would just be too simple um, that, you know, they're not using it again. It came up though. And Google's statement, I just love this. It's very, 
diplomatic. Okay, I, uh, again, we're quoting here. As we've commented on before, we use interactions in a variety of ways, such as for personalization, evaluation purposes, and training data. We have nothing new or further to share here other than what we've long said. Having great engaging content is the right path for success. We'd encourage site owners to focus on that big picture. <laughs> Quote. That was fun reading. <laughs> and, uh, they're basically just saying nothing. No. <laughs> it's just, like you said, just do hey, a good job. It's like if I said, hey, Ross, what's your phone number? And you said, five. <laughs> well, no, I'd be like, well, it could be a number of numbers. Did you know that there's usually seven digit numbers? <laughs> you know? well, actually, what it is, it's like, actually, it's like, hey, Ross, what's your phone number? And it's you saying, dumbass, I've told you 10 times what my phone number is, but in a nicer way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're getting it wrong all the time. No. <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway. Um, yeah. Really no answer there. And, and it's pretty funny because that's yeah. pretty classic. It's uh, classic, classic Google no answer. Or yeah. let's see what we can do to piss off the SEOs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's up here next? So there's, there's a guy from, from Google named Martin Split. This is actually the first time I've heard of him. Um, yeah, it's a great name, actually. Um, I'm going to look up what's what's his title. You could use that name in sentences. Yeah, <laughs> Martin Split from Google. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, but but um, I can't find his title. But he's launching a video series. I'm assuming on YouTube um, that is all about JavaScript and SEO. This is awesome. And I, which will be really amazing if it's good stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, starting a new video series. They're coming out now on YouTube. So I'm assuming if we um, search for Mark, Martin Spit, Split with two T's on YouTube, he's going to show up. Um, actually, here's I got his YouTube channel up right now. It's uh, uh, it's uh, oh, it's on the Google Webmasters YouTube channel. Is where he's putting them. So that makes it even easier. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so he's got short. There's there's another one. There's a short SEO short series on the Google Webmaster channel. He's got JavaScript and SEO snippets. Hmm. Well, it's good timing. I mean, uh, just one of our our clients, in fact, uh, a listener. Hello, mm -hmm. um, is uh, had us look into that for their own site, and and you know whether or not um, Google can do a good job of indexing AJAX, um, which is JavaScript <laughs> and such, and and how that can work and whether or not it should. And, oh dear, like, you know, should they go ahead with this new technology? It looks great, works great, but does it work well with Google? And, and the, what it came down to after a significant amount of research, that's a lot of reading I had to do because um, nothing is clear cut. And what it, but what it came down to was that if you want to play it safe, which I always do with my clients um, or recommend anyway, uh, just stick with simple. Um, and Ajax is not quite the simple answer yet. Um, it's it's Google doesn't always do a good job of accessing it, and the ones that don't use them, don't use Ajax completely to load a page. Um, they tend to do a little bit better in rankings. So uh, that's enough for me. Yeah, yeah Ajax is, is scary because it can be done. You have to write it very specifically to be SEO friendly. And the people that are writing that Ajax code have to know that methodology. Um, if they don't, there's many, many things that can go wrong with using Ajax. So I, I try, like you said, Ross, I try very, very hard to, to, 
to dissuade clients from using that if there's a, a different way they can go as well. Yeah. Well, it was a bit disappointing because I, I, I do think it's a really neat technology and I, I'd love to see more of it. But the fact is, it's just not there enough to be certain, you know? Yeah, but that's Ajax specifically. But JavaScript in general, Google has gotten much, yes. much better over the years at, at parsing JavaScript and understanding what JavaScript's trying to do and, and reading content through JavaScript or links through JavaScript. They're getting much, much better in that. So I'm really interested to, to see what Martin Split says related to how they handle JavaScript. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess the question is, is he actually going to, well, since it's in Google's webmaster um, channel on YouTube, I'm hoping he ties it to how Google deals with JavaScript and SEO, not just JavaScript and SEO in general. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, there's things, oh, that's great. He's going to do videos on React, which is a version of JavaScript. He's going to do Angular and Vue. Angular, yeah. And Angular is a pain in the freaking um, JavaScript. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard that it's actually had the most problems with this. Well, there's many different versions of it, right? Yeah. And the, the versioning, the version of Angular that you use from a JavaScript perspective makes a huge difference on how SEO friendly it's going to be. You know, I think we were bad here. We didn't really explain to our, our listeners what, uh, I feel really silly, uh, Ajax, what it does. So why don't you give a quick... Oh, so you, you point out a problem and throw it at me to fix? <laughs> no, no. I, I, All right. It's true. No, they've heard your voice enough. Um, no. <laughs> I, can, I can explain it. I can explain it. It's essentially, it loads, the page loads as you scroll a page. It's, that's the simplest way to put it. The content is set to appear based on your, your, your view, your, um, what do you call it? The view. Uh, viewport? Viewport. Thank you. It's uh, not necessarily accurate because you can use React and you can use Angular JavaScript to do that. that. Other ways to do it, but that's the simplest way to describe it. As you go yeah. down, essentially. So it, what, what Ajax does is it pulls content into the page using JavaScript from somewhere. Right? Sometimes it pulls it from other files. Sometimes it pulls it from databases. Sometimes it pulls it from itself because it, the content's been preloaded into it. But what happens is um, since it's in that JavaScript or Ajax is pulling it from somewhere else. The the search engines can't read it until it's been pulled into the page. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not going to spider it twice, right? So they go through it the first time, um, and um, they they read the content that is there on the initial load. And when you click a button and the Ajax pulls new content, it's too late. The spiders have already missed that. And you'll notice, and you can tell this happens if you're looking at your page and you click a button and it gets new content, and the URL doesn't change on the page. That's that's one of the one of the indicators that you might be dealing with Ajax. Um, yeah. Other things can do that too, but that's just one of the easiest ways to say, "Hey, there's a problem." If you ever click something and new content shows up, not a window expands or a tab switches. That that's that usually is okay. But if if new content is injected into the page and the URL doesn't change, that's when you have problems. There you go. Well, see, there you go. I should have let you just do it. You did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh I shouldn't have teased you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, got a, got a, we got a Canadian U.S. love fest going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> you're, you're right. There's no love fest here. <laughs> <laughs> and the Mueller files. Oh, Who nice. There's guidance on pagination for SEO. Uh, so this is kind of cool. Uh, it was a, a good article written up by Barry Schwartz. Is, I, I believe it was Barry. Let me just double check that. Yes, it was. Uh, oh, actually, it's so Search Engine Journal. Did he write for them? 
Yeah, he nah, wrote Losing my crap here. I, th- I thought it was him that did it. Uh, no, it's Roger Monty. My apologies, Roger. Okay, so um, I'm just going to get down to the takeaways because we're running out of time here. But a pagination is essentially, is before we get to this, when you're going down a page and uh, you have additional pages that continue the length of content. So let's say you've got a list, but you don't want the list to be all on one page. It would be just too long. Well, you paginate. You go to the next page to read the rest. It's just like reading a book. You go to the next page, next page, next page as you read. Well, in order to do that correctly, um, there's a there's a couple uh, set ways that were recommended ways to do it. Um, when you click forward, there'd be a tag next to that saying uh, uh, rel next. So you click that and Google would know that means the link to the next page. And then if there would be a back button on that next page go with a rel prev. So again, Google would know that means to the previous page. And this allows Google to see that it's a connected uh, uh, entity. I guess it's probably not the best way to use the word, but it, it essentially it's, it's all one thing. The way I always describe it is if you're using rel equals next prev and you've got a series of 10 pages that, that are all paginated and you put rel equals next prev on it, Google then looks at those 10 pages and treats it as a single object, right? Mm. So all the links going to any of those 10 pages are part of that object. If anybody, if they're, if they're ever going to index any of the pages of that object, they always index the first page of that object. Right. Well, people would sometimes use canonical tags on each of those pages and point to the first page. Bad, very bad. Thinking they could consolidate all the, the, the links and stuff to one and get a better ranking. Well, that's not a good idea. Google doesn't like that. Um, using rel prevnext and also um, oh, essentially is the same idea um, in, that, in that Google knows it's all one and it will credit that link anyway to the main. Um, and because each page is different, you shouldn't use the canonical to the, the, the first page because they are different. That doesn't work that way. Um, so. The, the other thing I've seen people do here that's a problem is um, they might have a general setting for their whole website that canonicals a page to itself. And if you, if you do a canonical page to itself and then add a next rev, um, rel equals next prev, you're giving mixed signals to the engines. You do not want to use canonicals at all, really, when you have rel equals next prev in place. There you go. So inbound links, the various pages are consolidated. That's uh, one of the notes here. And Google usually sends searchers to the first page of the paginated content. So if, if your fifth page gets indexed, it perhaps is the most popular page. Um, that may be a bit different. Like if, if it is overwhelmingly linked to, maybe people will go directly to that. But in general, um, it, Google will send everyone to the first page of that content. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next? Oh, actually, before we get there, let's take a quick break, okay? And we'll be right back with the various types of Englishes. Interesting. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate 
Certificate of Achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Ooh. Now, what's this all about? Well, this I thought this was kind of interesting just because I'd never seen it come up for as a question. Um, someone is asking John on Twitter, is there a difference from an SEO perspective from using American English, British English, or Australian English? And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And John's like, no, from an SEO perspective, that's not really something that we worry about. And then the guy pushed back and he said, well, the LSI between Australian English and American English is so different. I don't understand why. <laughs> my, one of my favorite John Mueller responses ever was to that question was, you're probably overthinking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't get into what LSI is, but it's definitely overthinking yeah. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. So um, I just thought it was interesting to talk about because I've never seen that question and it's nice to have it uh, discussed. Nice. Uh, next up, John Mueller's greatest SEO success story was... Blame, by the way. It's lame. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's lame because it's kind of funny though too because it's exactly what we often say are one of our best success stories. And that's when um, a person comes to us and says, oh my God, everything's going wrong. I need your help. And it just turns out that it's uh, a no index tag that's been on the page or on the site. And Google just hasn't indexed it because it was told not to. Yep. <laughs> Which is one of the very first things you check for if you're an SEO and you're even just talking to a prospect. <laughs> and they say, I don't know why my site's not ranking. And that's the first thing you check. They're one of my favorite phone calls. I just love those. It's like, okay. Hmm. Well, this is a good example why you need our help. <laughs> this is why we exist. <laughs> for little things like this that add up. Well, this is rather large. Okay, well, uh, to tie things up here, I want to announce uh, our new Facebook group URL. Yay! So since the Google Plus community is going to be shut down uh, just a month away now, or no, two months away. Yeah, yeah pretty Something soon. Like 
about the about the same time Game of Thrones comes on. I wonder if there's a correlation mm. there. Yeah, maybe <laughs> those guys didn't want so much work then. Uh, I guess. <laughs> well, anyway, the new group um, is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash SEO 101 podcast. So groups forward slash SEO 101 podcast on Facebook. You can easily find it too. Just type in SEO 101 podcast group while you're searching in Facebook and you'll find us pretty quickly. It is a closed group for now. We're not sure how we're going to handle this, but we're going to start with closed. So just request access and we'll give it to you. And then other members can give the go ahead for other mem- for, for other people to access it. So it's not all on us. Um, that would just be, well, <laughs> it would take like weeks for everyone to get in. Because <laughs> we're too busy. <laughs> and just to make sure people understand, there's also a SEO 101 on webmaster radio page um on facebook we're going to be focusing on the group just like we had the uh, community on google plus yeah and we're calling it a is it the support group or did we change it i can't remember now um it should it should definitely be a support group as much support as they can get (laughs) (laughs) so it's a support group and uh we will have fun on there as always and and you know because everyone's on facebook a lot i'm kind of hopeful that this is going to be way more active Uh, i've always appreciated everyone on the community but uh, i think we could get it to another level i agree all right with that said, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page right now or our Facebook page, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Google or on Facebook. You can also email me via ross at stepforth.com. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday on webmasterradio.net. Thanks for listening, everybody. Sure, you may be able to hear just how crispy the McDonald's crispy, juicy, tender chicken sandwich is. But that's just the beginning. The full crispy, juicy, tender experience comes after you take your first bite. But why stop there? Order ahead on the app and get medium fries and soft drink for free. Now that's a deal that tastes even better than it sounds. Valid 830 to 919, 1011 to 1031 and 1122 to 121221. Valid one time per week. McDonald's app download and registration required.